Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb with Rick Stevenson. We are back from the Masters Fitness Championship. We're recovered and super excited to jump into today's podcast, because we met a lot of you out there at MFC that listened to the podcast. So thank you all. Rick, how cool was that? That was that was really nice. First of all, it's great to be back. Great to be talking to you. Fortunately, I'm seeing you via via video now. But um, thank you to everyone who came up and introduced yourself and said you listen. That means a lot. That means that there are some people out there that are paying attention, whether or not they if you agree with us or disagree with us. But we're we're talking about the Masters community and what a weekend for the Masters community it was on on all fronts. We will talk about all of our highlights, kind of our takeaways. Uh, we've got even just talking about all of that prior to pressing the record button. We, I think we realized we've got a lot of fun things to talk about there. But before we jump into that, uh, Rick, we've got just a couple pieces of news. So let's start there. What do you got? Well, do you want to I'll tell you what, do you want to lead off yeah. with uh, yeah. some of Mr. Castro's uh, yeah, uh, observations? I, uh, We'll I was that. listening to Dave's uh, Q&A, his weekly Q&A, and I think that's a fun thing to listen to. He's pretty just straightforward, honest, uh, doesn't beat around the bush on anything that I know of. Um, so it looks like the CrossFit Games are going to be uh, nomadic in a way. You know, I've I've lived on the road for two years in a, having a nomad life, and I, I love the flexibility of it, but a new spot every month or every two weeks is pretty crazy. But the games are going to do something similar to that. Uh, meaning, you know, someone asked him, are they going to be in Fort Worth for the long term? And he said he doesn't see the games in Fort Worth in 2025, maybe not even 2024. But uh, but he's making it pretty clear that they don't anticipate the game staying in one place as long as they did with Carson or as long as they did with Madison. It's going to be moving more often. Right. Which I think, as a fan of the sport, that's kind of exciting. Like I would, I don't mind seeing it in different locations. Give the athletes a different, uh, different challenges of the of the locations. I mean, Fort Worth is going to be blasted hot. People have expressed all of their thoughts and opinions on that. And Dave said that ninety five percent of the right. events will be inside anyway. So whatever, they'll figure it out in in Fort Worth. But you know, imagine if the games did actually make their way to where the CrossFit headquarters are. If it was in Denver, Colorado, you've got athletes figuring out altitude or or in another Correct. country. I mean, who knows where this thing could go? Yeah. But Dave, he, he wants him, to go. He wants yeah. to go overseas. There's no doubt. He said if he's running it, it'll be it'll move around. So that's cool. Yeah. Fun. I mean, uh, you know, they had their reasons. The first uh, will we'll, um, exclude the ranch from that because as it was in its infancy at that time, uh, more like a, what they call it, a fitness barbecue, yeah. backyard barbecue kind of style. Yeah. But they had their reason for being in Carson for that many years. And then they had, you know, contracts with the city of Madison for the next X number of years. But, uh, you know, Fort Worth sounds um, exciting from a fan standpoint, absent all the masters discussion, age group discussions. Um, Fort Worth sounds like a good venue. We know it's a larger airport bigger metropolitan area, um, and that the venue is so much newer than the Coliseum in Madison. Uh, so from a production standpoint, I think that lessens the burden um, on the crew and anyone else that they hire in order to to put an event like that on. So let's see how next year goes in 2024. And uh, frankly, you know, it's not that we're not concerned about it, but we're going to be talking about some other things along the way too. So yeah. We're still fans. We're yeah. still following. Trust me. Still fans. Still, uh, you know, consider depending on our year, I've got so many friends in the Dallas area that I would love to go watch the games. Depending on when the Masters Championship is, whatever that looks like, will determine if that makes sense in my season. But yeah, as a fan, I'm always curious to see where this thing goes and and enjoy watching it. So I will, I'll be tuned in and I'll, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about masters. So um, we'll be tuned into the masters right. as well, wherever you got it. You we're got it. at, but uh, what else you got? There was some other, I've got, uh, I'll tell you, there, yeah, there was another event, um, but I'll, I'll stick with the Castro theme from the larger perspective of it here. And just to, just to tell you how busy the next couple of months are going to be, uh, we did find a nice list here. And this includes Legends um, Legends Championship. But uh, starting, uh, let's see, I was going to say the 13th. So, yeah, starting next weekend, there's Crash Crucible down in North, um, South Carolina. Uh, so that's going to be a pretty big uh, event. It's a three-day event. And there's going to be some larger uh, names competing there. 
that have already agreed to uh, to participate. And that's followed by the Rogan Invitational. We know that's upcoming here down in um, uh, Round Rock in the latter part of October. There's the Elfit CrossFit Championship, which I didn't really pay attention to uh, until last year when Brent Fukowski went over and competed there. That's in, uh, it's in Egypt in November. Um, there's the Down Under CrossFit Championship, where else? In Australia. That's at the beginning of the month of December. And one we always like to watch, the Dubai Fitness Championship. That comes up the second week of December. And, you know, these are, some of these are smaller events. Like we know how uh, invitation only Rogue was absent for the five men and five women that uh, qualified through. But Dubai is strictly invite only, 30 and 30. But that they're fun. And uh, Fit Fest in Birmingham, England, the same weekend. I mean, and that's a larger um, uh, event. Think of it with all of our, you know, elites, age groups uh, competing there. And then Legends, of course, that's how we wrap up 2023. Legends out in Tempe, uh, December 7th through the 10th. So starting next weekend, there is an event almost every couple of weeks with a couple of uh, weekends overlapping. So the off-season is in full swing for the elites. The age groups are, we're, we're, we're past Masters Fitness Championship and we're pointing towards Legends. So that's it. Going to be a busy fall. You know, an interesting, you had mentioned, we were talking about this in the car, I think, uh, on one of our trips to our competition this last weekend. But uh, historically, Legends has been four days of competition for individuals. This is the first year they have teams. And you reminded me right. that the championship will have two days of team competition, three days of individual yep, competition with one day of overlap. Is that what that looks like? Yeah, I I think when we were signing up, we were, we were given the information of two days, Friday, Saturday. So uh, you might be Thursday through Sunday. Oh, I'm not okay. sure. Okay, fair I'm enough. I'm arriving Thursday. That's all I know <laughs> for Friday, Saturday, and uh, of, of two days. We're hoping for as many events as they can um, always uh, push out and, and run with teams, especially. We're making the effort and trip out there. Yeah. Uh, but we're excited. Well, uh, also, yeah, I was going to say, uh, Masters age group related wise, there was, we touched on it last week, the the uh, IF3 Masters uh, World Championships that was in Vancouver, Canada, and uh, did get some good information. A uh, friend of the show, Marianne Flannery from CrossFit Grandview down there in Columbus, right down the street from us, or down the highway from us. Uh, she came back, she competed, um, had a had a real good experience. Uh, we'd like to talk to her more about it, uh, but some of the highlights she gave me, uh, she told us that there were over 50 countries that were represented. Uh and again, last week we talked about the six events and this organization's effort to maybe standardize functional fitness, try and move it and push it towards uh, introduction to the Olympics. And I think all the Olympic sports at some point had to have this kind of a start uh, to it. So uh, met a lot of friends, uh, a lot of great relationships formed. Uh, she had a really good experience. She talked about how many places it's been already around the world. In fact, the United States hasn't even hosted um, this event yet. And next year, it's going to be in Budapest. So uh, it's pretty must be pretty nice to step out there on the competition floor wearing the red, white, and blue, Yeah, uh, representing your country in each of these age groups. A uh, little bit more from it, but Marianne, I'm glad you competed. Thank you very much for that information. And uh, uh, I bet you we're going to, as as that event grows, wherever it falls in the calendar and however they do it, we're going to probably hear more from them yeah. in the future. And that's encouraging because it's uh, very supportive of the master's community. Is there a qualifier for that one, Rick? Is that how? Yes, there was. Okay. Yes. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's how they did that. I don't know the specifics or the details, but uh, once they got through, um, again, we should probably talk to somebody and, and find that out. But that's, you know, we knew a lot of the names that were going to. We that's, did. That's the other interesting part. And, yeah. it's, and it's us against the world. Someone literally. someone uh, who just aged up into my age group, uh, Tony Kurtz, I saw on Instagram that he, I think he took first place in his category out there. And uh, not surprising, the dude is a monster. <laughs> yeah. He's an absolute beast. Yeah. And uh, it, Tony, if you listen to this podcast, I have my eye on you, man. I, I know you're coming. I know you're coming, Mister Forty Five Year Old. Um, welcome to the. You say to the that age once every. You say that once a year, or once every few months. <laughs> once now. every few months. That's people eye. are aging up. I got my eye on uh, dozens of guys that all just aged mm-hmm. up. So uh, it's always nerve wracking uh, as I see these guys aging up. But you know, hey, bring it. Let's do it and uh, and and do it out on the competition floor, which we did as we transitioned to MFC Speaking this past of, weekend. Speaking nice of, segue. Thank you. That was a smooth <laughs> one, uh, man. That was it was. It was very enjoyable. You know, I, I love the competition floor. I love being in the, in the 
in, in that spotlight, feeling the adrenaline, getting that all the nerves, even that, that come with that first day nervousness, warming up, getting going. But this was mm-hmm. a really special event uh, for me, just because I, it's my first time being there. I, I've never done this. Right. And, you know, the more we do this, the more I share on YouTube, all of that, the more people just kind of know us when we walk into a room, people just walk up, hey, you know, listen to your podcast and you and Rick do such a great job, which thank thank you all again for taking a listen, because this is the highlight of Rick Absolutely. and I's week. I mean, we look forward to Tuesday yes. nights every week. Um, this is you not work it. for us. I mean, we we would do the if this is a great way for Rick and I to see each other every week and we happen to record it at yeah. the same time. You know, it's a win win. <laughs> That's what uh, I explained to somebody. I said, we talk to each other anyways. I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> right. and, and we talk about a lot of the same topics. Exactly. With the same excitement or or yep. or worry, you know, with what's ever coming down the road. But we're just just recording it. It yeah. was great to see your see your see it through your eyes, I guess I should say. Because for me, this was this is an event that I've done now four times in different formats. It's the one larger multi-day competition. It's the one I've done the most. Mm-hmm. And so I am getting to be feel very comfortable going there and feel comfortable um you know, I still have butterflies like you do when you compete, but uh, just the surroundings and the people, the familiar faces, but to see it through your eyes and go, holy cow, yeah, this is something different. You know, yeah. somebody, somebody's experiencing, you know, what they put together for the first time. It was, it was neat. It was, uh, and it, it's, it was a, it's, you know, a big, big to do. Right. And it, it was a big, to describe it, you walk in and you have this huge, huge, Oh, it's not an arena. Uh, trade floor. Yeah, I don't what are they? I, like a like a Expo convention hall? center, not a yeah. convention. Expo it's, hall. There you go. Expo, Expo hall. hall. So you walk in here, and you have this sort of uh, curtained off area, which is the warm up area, and really the camp out area where all the athletes are. And then there's a vendor mm-hmm. village right in the middle. That's just kind of this hallway of vendors, which you know we're grateful to all the vendors that were there. Uh, I'll have a YouTube video coming out later this week, and I I've, I have a highlight of all the vendors that were there as well, just to share because they they spent three days there manning their booths talking to people mm-hmm. um you know sharing yep. and, and 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 really being generous with their time and energy out there which is amazing and then there was two very large uh competition floors that could uh, hold up to 20 individual lanes i think was it more than maybe it was 20 or 25 mm-hmm. individual correct. lanes correct uh, when you or, got oriented in uh, uh, a perpendicular fashion, yeah. different this year than last year. Really, uh, but space, yeah, space was good. The judging, I'll tell you, uh, the judging was top notch. I've been to some larger competitions. In fact, even at Legends last year, I will say that there was uh, not. It was on a critique, but you you have to you have to work with volunteers. I mean, that's just a standard situation. Mm-hmm. Judges are there volunteering, yep. and there was there was a little bit of. Um, discrepancy last year personally that i've experienced uh in judging at legends there was i see the same judges at different competitions some of yep. the top not yeah, absolutely games judges uh judges i've seen at multiple competitions were here and they were great i mean if there was a no rep called it was a it was a correct no rep um i've got a judge mm-hmm. that was in front of me counting uh crossovers and they've just got to be the most complicated thing to 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 count and he had his hand open counting all 20 crossovers it was truly amazing i had i had a had a great time with the staff the volunteers it was very well organized i knew where to be at all times it ran dead on time even with when they had that medical emergency one morning i think that maybe set the entire competition that day back by maybe three minutes if that it was just and that guy's okay thank god everything worked out fine but um, just really well run well judged crazy programmed we've talked about that in previous episodes it was a very very heavy heavy comp um but yeah that's my first reaction was like well done i know this is their fourth year it gets more polished every year uh or at least that's what i've heard right this year was was really a great experience well I, I will tell you, and here now with some perspective from that, I thought last year, 2022, um, there were a couple of hiccups in terms at the time, how large they were. Um, they were short on volunteers or short on judges. And there were some delays. Uh, I know that had crept into the weekend just because they had to take some time to give some people some breaks. And they didn't have a, I don't know if it was a second crew. They were pulling people into judging that were more um, kind of on the event organization side, let's put it that way, that can absolutely stand in and and do a good job. But that's not what they were there for. Let's put it that way. This year, 
didn't see any of that. Yeah. It was, um, it was again, truly well run, um, clear, you know, having it be inside. Thank goodness there were no weather delays, although the weather was gorgeous all weekend. It really was. Um, yeah, we, we, they didn't have to worry about rainstorms cutting an event out or anything, anything odd or even, even an offsite event with your swim. We didn't swim as teams. Your swim, uh, I believe that was pretty much on time too. Dead on time. Uh, I, I mean, like scary on, on time. time. Okay. You know, we're, we're all, yeah. we're all nervous to get in the pool or we're always nervous to get started. And they did not mess around. It was 30 seconds. And you got guys like, get in the water like, oh, we got to go. We're going now. Three, two, one, go. Oh my God. I couldn't even yeah. start the timer on my watch because they were so accurate. Yep. They were quick and ready and we're swimming. Yep. Loved it. So oh. what was, um? what were a couple of your battles or event highlights you know you and lawn were on a team can you yep. share some of your 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 highlights as a competitor yeah let's let's go back and forth yep. here uh I'll, I'll say uh going into the events um i was curious and along with the other athletes that uh, that were coming from our gym uh from black flag in that the competitors on our side had uh really only been uh, following um, our programming, Invictus programming now for a few months. So we're like, hey, this is a good test. Let's see. Are we ready? And after the first event, I, you know, uh, Lana and I took a second. Um, however, I was buried. And I thought, oh boy, if this is how this whole weekend's going to be, it might be a very, very long weekend. And uh, the aggressiveness of each of us having to do 50 sandbag cleans in total at 100, 150 pounds, uh, combining that with shuttle runs and burpees, um, there was, and that was the unannounced, uh, the secret event that was, uh, the details weren't announced till uh, Thursday at around dinner time, And then we were on the competition floor Friday morning at 8 a.m. Um, that event left left a mark on me, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so I was thinking, oh boy, is this how this weekend's going to go? But um, you know that that first event it was a long, uh, long, longer time domain. Uh, but we 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 emerged in decent enough position that set us up uh, for a more successful way to finish Friday. So that'll be my first observation. How about you? Well, I mean, I was shocked that you did each in the fifty plus age group. 150, I mean, 50 total sandbag cleans each with 150 pound sandbag. That's huge yeah. amount of volume. Uh, and I will say yeah. that I was also shocked by that event as I was going to be doing a total of 24, which seems small in comparison, actually, but 200 pound sandbag cleans. And I'll, I've never done a yep. 200 pound sandbag clean until this event. I don't I don't train with 200 pound sandbag. So it was it, that was eye opening. That event was quite long. And uh I think one of the highlights for me uh, from a from an event standpoint, it wasn't necessarily that event, but it was the fact that there was a, there was it was actually a challenging competition, and it was there was a close race between me and Brigham Abbott, mm -hmm. who is a younger uh, mm -hmm. uh, new guy newbie. I was called newbie in on my age group, but he he leveled up, graduated up, and put on a heck of a fight. So even after four events, I took the first event, he took the swim because he's a fish. I'll just say it, the guy. He swam mm -hmm. a 500 sub seven minutes, and I I swam my heart out for a nice solid 820 or 840, something like that. Um, he just killed the swim. I won the third event. He won the fourth event with with ski erg and, and crossovers. And because it was a single point system, meaning I took first, he took yep. second. Point, Vice, yeah. point per finish. Yeah, right. point per finish. Yep. After four events, we're tied. And that is an uncomfortable spot <laughs> for me. I do not prefer that in like the psychological stress of that because i i'm there to win but on the other hand i love a good battle like bring it and so we we got to battle quite a bit i'll share my favorite event uh after i toss this back to you but i i did find the fact that he was pushing the pace we also had john john glitch who uh took sixth and then a sixth and then a sixth and then a sixth and then a second <laughs> and then a fourth this guy yeah. just was mr consistency out there and so while he wasn't hitting you know the the top three in every event, he held on to acquire a podium spot by just being very, very, very consistent and then shining in a couple of the events towards the end. I think he ended up with some second thirds uh, towards the end there that that helped bump him up. But really fun to see him really push himself and stay very much engaged in the game, knowing his strengths, knowing his weaknesses, but mm -hmm. never got worse than sixth. 
and happened to get sixth. Like, I don't know. There were seven events. I think he got four sixth places, which was just funny because I think four of them were in a row. But then he really turned it on yeah, on a couple he, of the events. He uh, he turned his phone around and said, take a look at this. This is kind of <laughs> scary. It was something like that. Right. And all you saw was six, 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 six. Yeah. But uh, again, from a from a competition standpoint, that is a testament in um, for any of the athletes um, when you go into something like that, uh, what you're really trying to do, and we all say it, is is damage control. If you do find that there's an event that maybe doesn't play into your strengths, we all have, most of us, I should say, have those the you know holes in our game that if you can just um, avoid some of those lower finishes and be as consistent, knowing when to step on the gas and take advantage of your your strengths, it allows you to accumulate enough points or, in, in this case, this scoring system the fewest number of points uh, and it works your way up. You work your way up to, uh, uh, to a really respectable and solid finish on the weekend. And again, avoiding the potholes uh, when possible. Uh, I will, uh, I will say that uh, one of our events that was very similar to yours uh, involved uh, a lot of barbells and a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, bar hanging, you know, a lot of bar work. You know, we talked about the events in particular, but that was our second event on, uh, on Friday. And, uh, you know, back to the judging, I think it was, uh, they were watching us hats off to Dave who judged us. Uh, you know, he made it clear that we needed to be below parallel as we should be, but he was very, uh, very good in letting us know that. And I know on a, on a couple of front squats and my first overhead squat, um, you know, there were no reps in my ear. So I knew exactly what I needed to do. And that's all I asked from, from judging. Uh, that was a, uh, that was just a grueling event. And that's how we finished the Friday. And I shouldn't even say Friday because it wasn't even 11 in the morning and we were done <laughs> at that point. But uh, that's how we finished our day. And we had just, you know, the, the sandbags had manhandled us and the bar work was was long and really no room to hide. Um, so that was a, uh, we took an event win on that um, uh, test. And so, you know, we ended the day tied for first. But I thought, oh, gosh, this, this is going to be quite a battle all weekend so yeah when i was watching was you guys do the it was a version of our workout for the individuals it was called triple threat uh but it was it had a lot of bar work and then um and then gymnastics work on the pull-up bar gymnastics. so yeah watching you guys do that you were time under tension for straight up 18 minutes or or something like that whatever the time frame right. was yep yep I was blown away at, at the volume that you achieved in that first day between the sandbag cleans, the amount of back squats, front squats, overhead squats, uh, pull-ups, toes to bar. I mean, just insane. And Yeah, everything. Uh, you know, holding a barbell overhead. And, and congratulations to um, Lon in particular. You know, he's, he's not 100%. And to have him as a partner, you guys went to, out there to have fun, and then you smelled blood. And, and you guys laid it down yeah. and just sold. <laughs> You're like, okay, you know what? I... Hundred percent or not, we're going for this win. And you guys ended up right. cleaning house. Um, you know, you had to work for it, but but you ended up with quite a few Absolutely. first places. For me, the uh, one of the things that I really noticed out there, and I noticed this at every major competition, uh, but this was where it would it was really uh, there was an exclamation mark on this idea or this fact. They released all the workouts to us almost two weeks early. I think maybe ten days early yeah and roughly yeah. Least something yeah. like that it was good it gave at least six events they had seven the seventh event was a surprise but it gave me the chance to test out all of the events and i tested out most of them uh in in full i had enough time to to just weave them into my training prior to a deload week leading up to the event so for me I discovered again the difference between training and training levels of performance and actual competition levels of performance, and that they're distinctly different. Mm -hmm. uh, I was sharing with a bunch of people out there that you can't replicate the competition floor in your training, and you, you don't want to either. I mean, if you think about like you know Michael Phelps or Usain Bolt when they're when they're doing an all-out effort at the Olympics, they that is reserved for competition. They're not training all-out sprints. You know, lifters don't uh, Olympic lifters they rarely will max out except for that day of competition. You build to peak there, and there's a new level of performance that happens on the competition floor, which is different from training. Training is very different. So to 
to to just share there was an event that we had uh, i can't remember what it was called i don't because there were just so many fun names for these but it it started with in in a three minute window you had a 300 meter row oh yeah yep yep 300 meter row three deadlifts at 365 for me and three legless rope climbs and then in the remaining time of the three minutes you have to accumulate as much handstand walking as you can in 25 foot segments so no nothing counts less than 25 feet Okay, mm-hmm. that's the workout. You rest a minute, do it again, rest a minute, do it again. You've got three segments or three intervals to try to accumulate 150 uh, feet of handstand walking. And that's your, that would be your time if you were to finish that. Okay, so I'm in training and you know I, I've got to do this as the last piece that I'm going to do in one of my training sessions. I get through uh, round one, I get through the row, I get through the deadlifts, I get through three legless rope climbs with 20 seconds to go down and back on a handstand walk. And I sprint this handstand walk, I get 50 feet in. I rest a minute, I'm super fatigued. Round two, I don't get through the rope climbs. I don't even get to the handstand walk. I take an extra 30 seconds of break. Instead of a minute, I took 90 seconds for round three to see if I could get to the handstand walk. I finished my third rope climb at the buzzer, had no time for the handstand walk. So on the competition day, you saw me trying to navigate around and listen to athlete briefings with the 30-year-old females. I was listening to their briefing, trying to understand, like, what if we don't finish? What do we get points for, right? Right. Do we get points for the road, points for the deadlift? I was... It was uh, this really this really bothered you going? Oh, into it bothered it. me yeah, so I much. I just, yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I wanted to know, like, should I should I slow down on the second round in order to maximize my effort in the third round? Do I get credit for rope right. climbs, or or if I don't do the rope climbs in round two and I just row for three minutes very slowly and conserve my energy and then blast through round three? I was all strategizing, and honestly, I was I was uh I was actually strategizing with Rudy Berger Rudy Berger's uh. He and his wife, uh, Lynette, we were out there chatting and, and she said, well, why don't you just finish? If you finish, you don't have to worry about it. And I was like, well, I mean, I could just try to finish. I mean, light bulb. OK, let me just yeah. try that. I'll just try to finish. So maybe I'll just go really fast and try to finish. <laughs> um, I, I didn't have that confidence. I always have a backup plan. But I got out there on the competition floor. You were there. I I. Mm-hmm. Did the row as uh, in a minute. That was my plan. Do my deadlifts. I rip through the rope climbs a little faster, way faster than practice. And I have almost a minute. Maybe I have got 50 seconds. And I bust through 100 feet of handstand walking. I only have 50 feet left to go for round two. And so I have all of this adrenaline and motivation like, okay, I could do 50 feet. Let me just get through these rope climbs. Let me make sure that I get them. And I got that 50 feet in. I finished. I didn't even have to go to round three. But it, it just reminded me like you can actually lean into the fact that your body, if you've trained well, your body has a, a different gear of performance in competition. There's just a little more there than you can replicate when it's just you by yourself in a gym after you've done right. heavy squats and your snatch and all the work that you've done that day. And now you're trying this. Like That's not the freshness that you feel at competition. And I've done a lot of huge competitions and it seems like I've just got to be reminded of this every single time I go out there. Like you have a different gear, lean into it. Be careful. Don't overdo it because you could, you can uh, use that adrenaline and you can burn yourself out too soon. But if you plan it and, and use that extra, that energy wisely, shoot. In this workout, uh, it was much better. And in, in other workouts, I found myself minutes faster, minutes in it absolutely than, than than in practice which is just wild really wild uh you, you do get a second gear and the other thought is trust your training yes if you've trained uh appropriately because that second gear should be there and i think i think we found it as a team uh you know you ran through more of these or parts of each of them as, as best you could um i didn't do as much of run through one is, you know, Lon lives not anywhere near me. Um, so, you know, subbed in a, uh, a good partner here, but those are the only two that I touched. So a lot of it was how were we going to work together as a team? And again, I, I, we're, we're taking very different paths this off season. Um, you're, you're stick, sticking with the individual route. And I said, well, this, I wanted to really focus on these events are allowing us to try teams. I'm going to take advantage of that. I, I, I just like the way the mindset was of having to work together, having to strategize together. 
the, the work rest uh, aspect to it allowed you to push just a little bit harder during your interval of work. One thing being those first two events that I talked about, there was really no time to rest. So I felt like I was an individual athlete all over again. It was just start, stop, work the entire time. Uh, but, you know, the, the being a part of a team, uh, I almost would suggest as an advantage, the more that you can practice in training team competition style events um, to get that feeling. You can replicate it, I'm sure, a little bit with interval style. Uh, but but the communication and, and one little story I'll tell you on speaking of our rope climb event, uh, the joke with Lon and myself afterwards, uh, I'll let let you let you hear it. I know I've told you that is, you know, we had to accumulate 25 rope climbs. I forget, maybe 12 minute window. The buy into a partner working was 10 deadlifts. Our deadlifts were you know, relatively light, 185 pounds. You do 10 deadlifts and then you go climb ropes until you're tired and you come back, you tag your partner and they do their buy-in and then the rope climb. Uh, we knew that that event, uh, because of our situation, was going to favor myself a little bit more than Lon. So I started out, did my deadlifts, did it for many more rope climbs than I did in training. Thought, okay, I felt good. Here, Jason, here's your second gear you were just talking about. Um, although we're on audio here, but you can't see, but Lon was making a gesture to me and I looking at the other end of the competition floor, thinking he meant keep going, keep going. So I just kept chalking up, climbing that rope. I get back, take him out. We, we finished the event. It was uh, it was rewarding. Got the event win. But afterwards, he was like, no, I meant for you to come back. I was ready for you to go, not keep going. So that's good awesome. old me. Again, we, we joke. We you know, as and, and this is a lesson, I think, to take to your next team event. Have an idea uh, and be demonstrative with your actions and your hand signals yeah. because you could be, and we were, separated by the entire competition floor. Uh, couldn't exactly hear what he was saying. And, you know, you need to work out. And I think the good teams, you see that at the CrossFit Games on the team side, the good teams work uh, uh, seamlessly together. Uh, that is only as a result of all the practice that they do through the years. Again, this was a really fun competition. Uh, it didn't matter that I went extra or whatever, but uh, afterwards we said, okay, we're going to work on our hand signals a little bit more. Now, next you time. know, now, you know, and yeah, I, this means get back. Yeah. To this, there's an interesting, <laughs> yeah, stop uh, climbing. Gina, my wife and I have developed some hand signals. We, when we were wedding photographers, we had hand signals because we'd be across from a dance floor. Um, she'd be shooting one thing. I'd be mm -hmm. shooting the other thing and we'd have to figure that out. But I've noticed that the games or at Wadapalooza last year, uh, I would look at her and she would give me some like sort of hand signals. Like there was a hurry up hand signal. Like you, you've got to go. Like you mm -hmm. got to get going. Another hand signal yeah. of like, you're fine. Like, uh, you know, you're okay. You could tap mm -hmm. the brakes. And I actually found um, I was doing the triple threat. So all of the back squats, front squats, shoulder to overhead, toes to bar, pull-ups, all of that. I actually had a hard time knowing exactly where I was at, um, even though we were progressing down the the line as we did each movement. It was still every once in a while difficult to know far down on my right side, far down on my left side, where people were at in relation to me. And so I was making eye contact with uh, one of my uh, client, clients out there. She was giving me the, the, the it's OK, you could tap the brakes, you're fine head nod, which was really nice so that I could just like rest easy. Although I, I still kept going to make sure like no one's going to catch me on this one. But I think that's really fun to have someone you can look at if you can make that eye contact as an individual, because mm -hmm. they can look up and down and let you know, I mean, they're not foolproof, but they can kind of let you know where you're at. If you look, if you feel confused, right. you can kind of look at them and make that eye contact. And even an eye contact, you can know what they're saying. Hand gestures are even right. better. Yes. Uh, the, uh, that's just, that's experience. Yes. Remember, that's just not showing up to my first competition, three, two, one, go. I am going to go from zero to 60 in you know three seconds. And I'm going to burn the house down. And then when I'm across the finish line, we'll just see where I finish. Yeah. You know, that we've all gone through that. That's us as younger, yes. inexperienced athletes. Yeah. yeah when as you become uh, a, a more well-rounded competitor, you certainly learn some of those tips. Now, most of the time I'm chasing somebody. I'll be completely honest. I'm not in your position. <laughs> so I don't care what the hand signal is. I know I got to keep moving because I'm struggling. So, yeah, uh, let's just be perfectly there, clear. There are there there was a couple of those events where I was able to look around and tap the brakes to conserve energy mm -hmm. and save save for the save for the future. Um, right. I even had this uh, 
Oh gosh, she had to be a sixty plus athlete. She was so sweet. In um, I I, I finished across the finish line. She's like, Jason, you're supposed to finish these workouts. It was the triple threat. And I I could slow down. I didn't do. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I was like, well, okay. And so by the last workout, she's like, you better finish this one. And I was like, okay, I will finish this one just for you. I will. I will finish this workout, uh, which I did. But I'll tell you the the best race, the funnest race that I had out there was the morning of the last day. Uh, Brigham Abbott was again. Uh, he was a few points behind me at this point, but I could tell in this particular workout, it was 2016, 12, 8, 4 burpee box jump overs tie combined with 10, 8, 6, 4, 2 uh, cleans at 205 power clean or squat clean at 205. So that's a relatively heavy weight for us in our age group. Like you, this is, you got to concentrate at this power clean. Mm-hmm. This isn't a given. And uh, as we got into this one, I could tell at three, two, one go, like he was, he was like revving the engine. I was like, Oh, it's early. Mm-hmm. It's a little early. It's a Sunday. It's a third day of competition. And he is looking to set something on fire. So we went out, we're, we're hitting these burpees and I'm just going to go toe to toe on the burpees. I'm not going to go faster or slower. I'm not going to let anyone get ahead of me on burpees, but I'm certainly not going to try to create a lead on 20 burpees to open up a competition and just light my heart on fire. But we get, we start walking, we finish our burpees at the same time. We walk down the, the, road to our barbell and i chalk up like a rookie absolute rookie mistake he charges straight to his barbell and he gets two power cleans in before i pick up the bar and i was like oh this is how we're playing okay 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 whoopsies let's do this and i can't go faster now we're toe to toe but he's got two reps on me and so we get through the set of 10 he gets over the burpees he's got two burpees on me i kind i catch up i'm within one burpee he gets to the power cleans on the set of eight He's back to two reps ahead of me. I, I can't go faster on the power cleans. I got. I have one speed on those. Uh, we get back to the burpees. We get back to the six power cleans. And I'm now I'm moving a little. He's moving a little slower. I've got maybe one burpee caught up on him. Now he's only one ahead of me. We get back to the burpees. Uh, I think we did eight, right? Now we're both walking to the barbell. And in my brain, here's what I'm thinking. Okay, after these four power cleans, I'm going to run to the box and I am going to explode my heart on these last four burpee box jump overs. This isn't going to be a step down, step up, jump over. This is going to be a plop, jump Mm -hmm. over, plop, jump over. I mean, like these are going to be snap up. I'm going to race and I'm going to get back and I'm going to crush the last two power cleans. I'm going to win this event. That's what I'm thinking. So we're on the set of four. He does a power clean. I do a power clean. Same time. We both do the second one at the same time. He puts his hands on his knees and I hit the third clean. And all I'm thinking at that point was, thank God, I don't have to do plan B. I do not have to turn on the nitro or whatever and set my soul on fire because I was really I was really not looking forward to what I was going to have to do to win the, the event. Just gratefully. I, I had a pace and I held that pace. He got tired, which is totally fair. Honestly, he he pushed me so hard in that event that, that kudos to him for pushing that hard for that long and then just hitting the mm-hmm. wall. He hit a wall and I had just a little more to go. It We just had... It just had to do with what we had in reserves. It's fine. But yep. I was yep. super impressed we- with his effort there. It was insane. I got to the burpee box jump overs, got back to the barbell, did my two, crossed the finish line. He got second. And and he just, it was an amazing event. Whenever you get a chance to truly race for seven or eight minutes with somebody, toe to toe, like, oh, man, this, it, it makes me excited. Yeah. I You two were next to each other in the same, uh, in, you know, next to each other in in the lanes, you uh, didn't have to look no. all the way down the competition floor and find him. It was great. They set you up yep. right And together. I had the favorable position. We we both faced in one direction on our cleans, and I was looking at his back. So, but there's, that's <laughs> not, it is favorable, but he was listening. We were talking afterwards. He heard my barbell go down every, he knew exactly where I was at. He's not stupid. He knows the game. He uh, knew where I was at. Yeah. I'm watching yep. him, and we get back to those burpees every time, and I'm like, all I'm thinking in my head is like, bro, we are going way too fast. And this was another example Uh where the actual event, I tested this and barely finished under the 11 minute time cap. We we finished this workout in seven and a half minutes or something like that. Like the the actual performance Mm -hmm. on the floor was 30% faster. 30% Rick. That's craziness. Um, That's a big number. That's that's the competition floor. That's how it goes. I I should... (laughs) We had again a, a, a version of yours, maybe just a few extra, um, few extra cleans because there were it was a partner 
partner event, but I, you said you could, based on where you, you both were standing and facing, they had everybody face the same direction. I should send you the picture tonight so you can post in the show notes. I haven't posted this picture. It's hilarious. Uh, as, as many competitions as I've done in my life, you think I'd figure out which direction to do the cleans. I might have, I should have asked my judge. I knew I was going to get to the bar before Lon based on our burpee box jump overs. He was the last to go. So I would have that step advantage. There's a great picture someone caught of me doing the clean the wrong direction and the uh, absolute look of terror on the judge's face pointing at me. Hey, and I heard her, hey, basically, hey, dummy, turn around. (laughs) So I kept doing cleans turned around, did my cleans the right way. And then I did a couple extra. Well, I threw our numbers off with Lana. I apologize because I wasn't sure she counted those of me facing the wrong direction. So again, I say that to point out that yes, as many as I've done, I I pride myself on getting out there, uh, checking with all the little details with directions and spacing and where to be and what to do. Here, I didn't even think of which direction. I, I saw a barbell and went I to I saw it. that. I um, watched it. So I watched it happen. Yeah, it's a funny picture. Yeah, yeah. It's, in, in yeah. person, hey, hey, you were frantic. It was a frantic, like, oh, like, crap what? moment. I'm on the wrong side. <laughs> you moved from yeah. one side of the barbell to the other side. I'm pretty sure you actually walked around the bar instead of over. I don't remember, but you did get to the I, other I, side yeah, fast. I, I it was very fast. And that was in the first round. We were certainly not in the lead at that point. And I was like, oh boy, did I just cost us? But again, pacing, pacing. Um, I I wanted to say something about the entire uh, experience there. Um, We we said um, it was great to meet a lot of new new faces and friends and people, but to connect, you know, being um, now the fourth time I've been there, to connect with uh, old friends that I have seen there year after year and the folks that are running the competition, um, that's what made it so special. I mean, to come back and, you know, it was like old home week. You know, you just, you you knew from the rosters who was going to be there, but then, uh, again, seeing the same judges and, you know, Kyle and Heath and the crew there, it was just nice to see and connect again. Um, it's great that we, we got through it. Hey, we got through it healthy. Um, I think a lot of people did that. And uh, something else you and I touched on earlier was so many people came up to us and talked about how this was their first large three-day competition. And I think for all the event wins that we're talking about or um, you know, trying to figure out where you were in your, um, your pacing uh, because you're trying to stay in the lead or get to the lead, there's a lot of folks that had not stepped onto a competition floor like that of that magnitude in the past. And, um, you know, that's a big congratulations to them for stepping outside of their comfort zone, trying something different and putting themselves in this how to how to eat, how to recover, how to warm up, how to cool down, do it over and over again, and not just a local three-hour competition down the road or something like that. So that's really what was important and what was really great to see. Seriously, it's not the same when you do that local comp, that one-day comp or that two-day comp. Going to a big three-day comp, 500 participants, huge venue, uh, so much noise. You have to, if you want to be a competitor... Uh, and do large events like that, you've got to get out there and put in the reps on the competition floor. You you have to right. learn what it's like to, like you said, fuel throughout the day or stay in a hotel. Uh, how do you make your meals? Do you eat in person there? Do you pay $16 for a bowl of rice and some chicken? Or do you bring your own food? And how do you manage all of that? You know, like, um, and, then, and then how do you recover at night? Well, gotcha. You know, all of those things, you don't, you've got, you can't train for that. You, you just have to put yourself out there, expose yourself to, Mm-hmm. all of the elements of that the anxiety the excitement the adrenaline the hunger that comes in like i, I don't know about you but i oh, actually i do know about you you and i were starving at the end of every day we went mm-hmm. back to the hotel and yeah. just mowed down yeah, all the devoured, food, devoured food. food um but you you gotta get into a space like that to practice so that when you get to a legends or the games or Wadapalooza or whatever future comp masters fitness championship next year, you're the more reps you get in, the more comfortable you're at in that space, the more experience you have, which again, it's different than training. It's different than mm-hmm. anything for a lot of us in our thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, haven't competed in something like this since we were teenagers, maybe. And I, you know, this is, it brings all those experiences yeah. back, but yeah. Um, yeah. Get the reps in. I, it, it, it's you and I talked to so many people out there. Like you said, it was their first competition. Uh, they, I had quite a few people tell me in, it's such an honor at a competition to hear this, that they were there because I, I, I've, 
been a part of inspiring them to compete or to even start CrossFit. So amazing, amazing place to, to be able to, to be hands-on and see everyone there. So, um, and also I'll say, I, I don't know, and we'll never know, um, actual numbers, but I thought it was well attended away from the competitors. I thought there was a, you know, a fair amount of fans that were there. It's, you know, friends, family, gym members, um, interested. I, who knows how many local, uh, folks from Fort Wayne just were looking for something to do and wandered in. Maybe they did. I don't know. But, um, those events need to sell tickets. Yep. They need that revenue. It's not just the revenue from athletes signing up, uh, but for all the support was there from uh, from people that are important to you or around you. Uh, that was that was great to see. I mean, the stands there were there. Uh, here's a comparison from last year to, to this year, and I think I told you there was a lot less uh, stands. Yeah. They took that out, realized that it was more valuable, put up a larger floor space, which was you know certainly the right call. Um, and again, those stands weren't that full because people were just standing around the the ven- the, the floors themselves. Um, I mean, without selling tickets and without the support. It would just be a bunch of athletes milling around, and that's just not the same feeling. So the crowds got loud. Yeah, they did. Depending on who was on the floor, at what time, and at what point in the event, and that was pretty exciting um, to be a part of. I know I was able to witness a lot of those, uh, depending on what the age group was, was whether it was you know sixty to sixty four or the thirty to thirty four women. as somebody was marching down the floor and they got closer and closer to finish, the noise started to, to build, and uh, it was it was uh, it was pretty pretty exciting there. But I also will say the MVP to the weekends were the friends that I made, the four legged ones, all of the dogs that were there. <laughs> yeah, I would have taken any of them home. I can't believe how many dogs came to that, and I'm a sucker. And I'll tell you what, I think I, I was bending down, talking to and petting more of those dogs uh, than, I, than I could I believe. I mean, they were some cute dogs. Um, that was That's great. Fair. I'm glad they let him yeah, in Yeah, it's there. fair. Yep. They're, glad they let him I'm in I'm a there. sucker as well. And I just, yeah, I could have I stolen any one of those dogs and just put them in my bag <laughs> and put them on the plane with me. Well, yeah, exactly. Rick, we didn't talk about this beforehand, but did you have a, any picks of the week? Do you have one prepared? Are you <laughs> ready, my friend, for your pick of the week? I do. I, I do. It is a it is a weak one because I knew you were going to ask me this, but it's important and I came prepared and ready because we've talked about this in the past. And I think I'm going to have to deviate from my generic white, uh, what do you call it, just a white athletic Johnson & Johnson tape that I buy off Amazon that I've used in the past. If you saw me on my rope climbs, I had just about every digit wrapped. But thanks to the competition this weekend, uh, I've only used this on a few other times, but we did get another roll of goat tape. This stuff is legit. Now I know it comes at a it's a premium to my white generic medical tape which we can get on every at every drugstore but uh this stuff was good it stays on well and I felt um never once felt like something was going to tear a rip on the rope um I felt the burning on the rope more in the center of my hands than I did on my fingers so this tape I don't know I'm afraid to go to Amazon and see how much these rolls are because I think I'm developed another bad habit well uh, I out. know they're not free and I, too, have been a user no. and <laughs> no. an abuser of goat tape, a big fan of goat tape as well, myself. Um, it's so good. It just, I mean, it never fails. It never fails. And it's always sticky. All right. And you should be ashamed of the Johnson & Johnson tape. You, you should be, no. You should be, <laughs> I've gone how many years with it? Look at that. <laughs> this is not okay. Oh. Not okay. All right. Something something from the budget's going to have to get cut out <laughs> if I'm going to ha- start a goat tape. I understand. Now. We'll figure this That's out. That's it. All right. We're, yeah, we're going low bandwidth on the podcast in the future in order to afford the goat tape for sure. Correct. Goat tape. Yep. Right well, here. I, have a, I have a pick of the week and I, you know, I haven't shared this in a while, but I, I thought I would share it uh, as, a, as a pick. And it's so it's it's very biased. It's it's uh, I'm just going to disclose that it's biased. It's it is something of my own. Um, and it's something that, that I launched on August first uh, or second, like the, the Monday after the CrossFit Games, I launched uh, the Masters program Boulder Athlete. And I haven't shared a ton on the podcast about it because it's I mean, it's it's separate. It's unique, but it is mm-hmm. for Masters. Right. And yep. we've been you know, we're two months into this thing now, and we've got uh, a lot of athletes and a lot of familiar faces in there uh, at this point, competitors that I've seen out there, competitors I've seen in different programs that I've been in the past. Now, now they're in my program, and it's it's an honor to have uh, all the athletes in there. And I uh, want to throw that out as a pick of the week. I felt I felt well prepared for an off-season comp, and I felt like I could give my best and push myself out there this past weekend without concern for injury, without concern about my capacity. You know, 
we're not we're not supposed to peak multiple times a year, like, you know, or over and over and over again. But having a really solid level of fitness since the games until now, and even leading up to the game, so from semifinals through the games uh, and until now, I've been following Boulder Athlete Program. It's been really, really good, and um, I am the programmer, so I I know I know that. Uh, what we're doing is is structured cycles around competitions so that we're paying attention to when MFC happens and when Masters uh, or when the Legends Championship happens, Wadapalooza, whatever the schedule looks like for next year, we'll be prepared for that in Boulder Athlete. Uh, it's designed by a Masters athlete, myself, for Masters, exclusively for Masters. A um, couple of things we got in there that are just kind of fun. One, monthly live Q&A sessions with me. I love doing those. That's uh, Probably my highlight of the month is doing a, a, a Q&A session with all the athletes. They jump on. It's a live call. Uh, I've got daily videos, structured warm-ups, direct messaging with me. So I've you know, any athlete in Boulder Athlete has direct access to me. Uh, I put in their uh, competition strategies, whether it's the Wadapalooza qualifier, the uh, you know the big qualifiers that you and I participate in, but there's also smaller competition qualifiers that my athletes will just post in there and look for strategy, and I'll provide strategy in there. Uh, of course, Olympic lifting and movement reviews, progress tracking. We use Beyond the Whiteboard and love that. Uh, we also have recipes and some nutrition in there as well. But I just, you know, I in this program we've had a, a three day free trial for the past two months, and I had a number of athletes at the competition say like, "Hey, is it? Can I take a look at the week of the programming?" And I was like, "Ah, there's a three day free." trial. And I was like, as soon as I kept saying that out loud, I was like, I don't like it. I don't like the three days. So I, I sent a message to the admin over beyond the whiteboard Saturday night at 11 p.m. I said, hey, if it's not too hard, can we make that a seven day free trial so people could see a full week of programming? And if it is, if it's not too much trouble, just do it. Like I didn't want to look at my email on Sunday and, and even imagine if that was happening. But it, I said that at 11 o'clock at night, Saturday at 1101, I got an email back saying, done. So we've got a seven day free trial. Now, wow. I know I don't. There's some customer service. It's not for bad. You. Holy cow. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like some guys checking his email at 11 o'clock at night. And um, so that was great. So we've got a seven day free trial. Uh, there's, you know, I, I it doesn't if, if you get in there, you get to see a week. If it fits, that's great. If it doesn't fit, that's fine. There's three tracks. There's a competitor track. There's a daily track. There's a minimal equipment track. If you sign up for Boulder Athlete, you have access to all of it. Doesn't matter. So uh, it's, it is a plug. Wanted to share that as my pick of the week. It will not as much as I'd like to make that my pick of the week every week, Rick. I, I'll just I'll, I'll, yeah. I will hold back. I will. I will just share that every yeah. once in a while. Uh, I'm very proud of it. And I'm, I'm really excited for where that's going to go. We're going to we're going to do big things. But um, that's my pick of the week. And I'm standing by it. Uh, I'm a fan of GoTape. We'll put links to GoTape. We'll just link to Amazon, <laughs> uh, probably just Amazon on GoTape yeah. in the show notes. Uh, definitely recommend that. I'll put Perfect. a link to the seven day free trial for Boulder Athlete. And uh, with that, Rick, I just uh, sent you the picture of me going the wrong way. So maybe you put a link. To I that. will. Here. I will do that. And, and, and you could title it what not to do. <laughs> Definitely. Courtesy of Rick. What not to, so, pay we'll pay attention to the direction. Well, uh, Rick, it's been great. Correct. Again, great chatting with you. And excellent. Uh, yeah. Likewise. To those of you that have listened, we, go, go ahead. We, yeah. No, I was going to say we had a, had a, had a great weekend. Uh, there's a lot in store for the fall uh, for, you know, now that, uh, you know, we're, we're cruising towards the end of 2023. It's going to be a busy time and uh, we're excited to, to bring you more yes. as, uh, as the weeks go on. And all, on that note, <laughs> since we're gonna, since we're adding on, just a quick add on, uh, we do have guests lined up uh, for next week, as long as schedules work out next week, two mm -hmm. weeks later, and yeah. two really great guests in October. Uh, we have a guest lined up that I haven't mm -hmm. told you about already for early November. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have guests on here to share their stories, their background, uh, relevant for Masters Athletes. It's going to be really fun. We're going to take this podcast and continue to deliver everything we can get our hands on for Masters Athletes because we love it, right? Thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode to be helpful, we'd be so grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See ya.